Manscaped is the market leader in making sure your balls, uh, your meat, two veg, it's all, it's all sorted down there. So go to manscaped.com and you're going to get 20% off all of their products and free shipping as well. If you use the code word Brisbane, uh, they've got the Lawn Mower 3.0. They've got so much good stuff for you. Joe and I use it. We love it. We wouldn't live without it now because we are trimmed. We are clean. We are in shape. So go to manscaped.com now, 20% off with the code word Brisbane. Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Uh. The Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. It's a wonderful, hot, steamy Queensland night, and we're going to talk about one of the most Queensland suburbs of all. With me in a Bintang singlet and terror shorts <laughs> is fashionista extraordinaire Henry Bretz. <laughs> I have a comical amount of washing on the line. This is uh, this is a life-beatery outfit. Yeah, this is. It was one of those fortnights, and there's just this is really yeah. the all that isn't wet and hanging on a bit of rope uh, under and, the and studios. Were, and you were getting so many compliments on the weekend, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Henry chose to wore a you know pretty regulation linen shirt and pair of pants on the weekend, and everyone was so stunned. And clearly, you wanted to shy away from that with your current decision. There's a word of and terror I'd... shorts for a. Mm. Almost 25-year-old man who's been out of school for yeah. almost eight years. As I see the <laughs> Savio Dio Sapele, which is the Latin for to serve God is to be wise mm. under the terrace crest of the Alpha, the Omega, the Stars, the Rays, the Celtic Cross and the Red and Black. It, uh, well, it takes me back to school and, and when, then when, you see when the these shorts were held onto a line-out lift and it's just mm. good to be bringing that GPS energy into this Chermside and episode you see tonight. The- that truck is one it's of the definitely more loud. loud ones I've ever heard. And you see the barley under Bintang and it brings back memories of mm. when we bought like eight Bintang singlets each thinking it'd be funny and I'd wear them a lot. I've worn them twice. I'm not a singlet wearer. For the exact reason of I've only worn them when I have washing. I I'm don't want to wear singlets. I, I if I wanted my eyes to be exposed, I'd just like take my shirt off. Mm, yeah, I would too. And it's more so uh, armpit hair for me. So true. It's a big problem because I've got unruly armpit and hair. And it really highlights it in a way that just being shirtless doesn't. Should um doesn't get, should get the manscaped under there. But, uh, mate, yeah, we're good to be back. I uh, hope the Unpakistanis are keen for another one. I've got to say, Unpakistanis, if you want to know what my commitment is to all of you guys, you know, a bit of give and take here, Don McAuliffe, Friend of the show, keen on Pakistani. Invited me to go to the movies to see a movie I'm very keen on seeing, a uh, promising young woman, uh, which is getting very good reviews. It's just promising young woman. Do you, what did I say? You said a promising young woman. Oh, is that the name of the movie? I thought we were going to go and see <laughs> his sister. I understand. I thought, <laughs> Who is thought he invited me to go to a cinema, not see a film, but instead meet a <laughs> promising young woman. Sorry, who's, Georgia, I thought I was being set up. <laughs> who's working as an usher and she's. Awfully good at her job, showing a lot of promise. Now, she's a woman in STEM. She's studying engineering, uh, and people are saying, you know, this is a promising yeah. young woman. Well, if you were really woke, I'd want to be seeing Promising Young Woman of Colour. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, shame. that's the sequel. Well, it's a black and white film, so they didn't want to false advertise. <laughs> uh, it's old. But, uh, so, very glad to be here. And glad What's to be sub- here, because, what? What suburb are we doing? I mentioned Chermside earlier, Did mate. you? Yeah, I think so. 
I think I offhandedly said we're doing Shermside. Um, we'll get into it. I'm I'm very quickly want to mention we've yeah. done our burgers episode. If you haven't gone and listened to it yet, please do so. Top ten burgers in Brisbane, and a place that was not on the list because it had not yet opened was Broken Hearts Burger Club. At yeah. Morningside. Now, we'll do a Morningside episode at some point, but right now we're doing Chermside. We can't do all the sides in, yeah. in one go. This we can't do both sides now. We're not no. Joni Mitchell. No. Or the Gang of Youths. <laughs> so true, mate. We're not a dodecahedron. We can't have side, side, side just happening at all no. times. How many sides are dodecahedron? I believe there's 12. I don't know. So I'm just impressed know. that... That's I'm thinking a, and of course I'm doing a 3D model. Of yes, it. obviously. Don't take a hedron. Um, but if it was 2D, we'd have one side, which is what we're doing today, Chirm side. <laughs> so maybe it is the 2D dodecahedron episode. A lot of edges because we're crazy and we're going to say weird shit. But we had a burger from Morningside, the Boken Hearts Burger Club. Mate, where did it rank in terms of the burgers we spoke about in the burgers episode? Immediately charges into my top three. Yeah, same. Probably for me, it's now I think the second best. It's bloody good. What meaning they do... They don't, meaning it doesn't pit Ben's, but it's taken out Remy's for you. And Da Burger. No, no, it hasn't taken out Da Burger. Oh, It'll do Remy's. Okay. And I haven't had Ben's for a while. I need to reevaluate Ben's against this because what they yeah. do, Brisbane, is they make a smash burger. Am I... I think they're the only ones in Brisbane to do it. What a smash burger is, is instead of just having the preformed patty that you cook on both sides, you almost get a meatball and then you get like a flat instrument and a kitchen rolling pin, and you smash it on the grill, which mm. means it gets these crispy little bits at the edges. Oh. It's divine. It's just... Henry brought them back from Morningside to the Caxton Street studio, so probably like a 20-minute drive. Mm. So they weren't piping hot, but they were just as delicious. Yeah, it was They're great. incredible. A really, really good burger. They're not sponsoring us, but God, can you imagine if they did? Oh, well, they should. Getting um, one of those free for a month would be... Yeah, go check them out. But a lot more than Manscaped ever gave us. And it was... Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it was so... Well, we shall see. Well, we shall see. Uh, it was so busy as well. This place is becoming mm. very popular because I work out there and I was obviously driving past being like, what are these lines around the around there? And um, we were going back and, and I went into the Broken Hearts Burger Club tonight. A huge line. Mm. And, uh, a lot of broken hearts. A lot of broken hearts. And they're stretching. It's stretching around the corner literally and there were four firemen in line, Joe. And, firemen? Yeah, four firemen had their... Engine past Was there a fire in someone's heart? Maybe. Because it was broken. It's fire in my bloody mouth. Um and <laughs> they weren't that spicy. Yeah, just you know, a fire of passion. I like a like a fire burning. emoji, fire oh. emoji. It's delicious. Yeah, exactly. No, so fair. Burning, burning. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's firemen here. And then a car outside the Broken Hearts Burger Club has screeched to a halt, almost gone into another lane. And then two other cars have almost smashed. We all see it. It's kind of this near three car collision. Absolutely bonkers. Real heart-in-your-mouth stuff. <laughs> and so then one of the firemen, very loudly to this busy restaurant, just goes, Oh, please don't crash. We want our burgers. <laughs> now, in my mind, there was applause. Yeah. There was 90 seconds of laughter, people <laughs> crying, falling over themselves. In your mind, you're living in the end of a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're in reality, the there's line. probably a few chuckles, but I <laughs> thought it was one of the great... Just a little Brisbane moment tonight that I saw out there at the club. Very fun. Uh, Joe, Mangroves have... Um, there's, there's gigs happening all over the place, but you have a little bit of information about our first gig, the Black Bear. One. Yes, yes. So first gig of Black Bear was a hoot. Uh, and the other day, Hamish and I met with the uh, very talented Zoe from 97 Joyride Agency. You know, just filling out the industry, figuring out what we're about. No biggie, just a business meeting. But what was the first thing she said to us, Hen? 
She goes, oh, boys, great gig. Loved it. Why was John O'Shree there? To which we were like, what? <laughs> I thought it was like a bit, like maybe some music industry lingo, like, oh, it was a real John O'Shree, like- Because we're a bit green, like we're yeah, new. A big tree. Yeah. yeah, new to the scene, yeah. Um, but she was like, no, no, no. I absolutely saw John O'Shree at that first show. And I was like, fuck. I mean, I fully take her word for it. And we were all wearing masks. The audience had to be masked. Mm. So if there's ever an occasion where I don't recognise John O'Shree, I mean, in my mind, he walks around with that iconic rainbow scarf every moment, but yes. maybe that's not the case. But yeah, so apparently we're already drawing politicians, Henry. I don't know if he, you'd think he'd have a rainbow mask if his marketing, oh, if surely. his PR team were Or at the very least some green, you know, no development here over his mouth or something. Like, I will not be silenced. Or like, yeah, what if you get like a mask with a... Like a finger drawn onto it. Oh, like over true. the mask. It's like, and then the hands of the mask are like China or something. That's awesome. That'd be cool. Um, but instead, he just decided to come to a mangroves kick, which is he, unreal. He didn't tell us he was coming. He hasn't no, since received, reached out. Which makes me think, how much do you did like he it? really like? <laughs> was he much of a fan? If I'm drawn a Shree and I go and see a band that I like. But hes I guess he's a mouldy lover. Maybe he was checking out the That's competition. Yeah, maybe there was yeah, no yeah. goodwill in it. No, maybe there was no good will hunting. Out maybe it. he was annoyed our opening song wasn't called What's Better Than Me Engine. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And We've gone and said Brisbane. Should have been. Um, but then, just uh, mentioning the studios earlier, just a quick thing that happened the other day is that Joe was... Uh, well, you you were home, weren't you? Working from home. And, I was working um, from home. Everyone will know. Listeners of the show will know Nige. Nige, our, our intrepid neighbour. Uh, I was downstairs, actually, Henry, hanging out my washing. Mm. And I come up. And I see Nige charging through the front door. Mm. Now, housemate Jack is in his room, close to the front door, hears this all, sees this all, decides not to get up because he's naked and having a nap, despite also working from home. <laughs> so work clearly got to him around three o'clock. He's decided to have Jack's. a nap and stay in his room. So I, I see Nige, and he's got this manic look in his eye. And he goes... Have you got have you got fifteen minutes, Joe? Have you got fifteen minutes? So I was like, Oh, um, yeah, no, I'm like kind of working right now, but uh like what is it? And he goes, Well, you know that road behind our house? I reckon we can get the council to pave it up. He was talking as if this opportunity comes across once every hundred years. Now Nigel's absolutely right. An insanely awful like driveway that connects Niger's house and our house, and yeah. it's like got a huge pothole in it, like terrible. Now, but the pothole has just been paved over, so he's thinking, let's strike while the iron's hot. Mm. But he goes, "All right, what's going to happen? You're going to call them tomorrow. Now we all need to call around the same time. Let's say midday to two p.m. And if you want, <laughs> get all of you to call, even call a few times." And in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know what he means by call a few times. It was clarified the next day when I saw him. And he goes, Joey, have you called yet? And I was like, no, no, I haven't. And he goes, I just did. Two different voices, 15 minutes apart. <laughs> so Nigel was clearly calling up. And to convince the council there's a groundswell of support for his minor public works proposal, he's doing different voices. He's doing characters to Voice the council. Voice comedian. I love it. That's, a, that's very Brisbane activism. That's, that's true character work. It's like someone working at the council is like, so weird, um, just that road down there on Cricket Street. We had a couple of people call in, um, bloke named Nige and Christopher Walken. Um, <laughs> some guy just, I'm, uh, I'm trying to be walking here, but uh, you know, potholes damage tyres. Yeah, and what was weirder is then we got this house of three, you know, young 20-something Australian men, 
And then we got an Italian guy having dinner with Michael Caine. Eh, my meatballs get all mixed up in the car when I hit it at the bumpity bumpity road. You were only supposed to order the bloody meatballs <laughs> in the road. It's just another weird day at the council. All these people living in this very narrow pocket of Petrie Terrace. Adrian Schrinner, what can I tell you? His but leadership was... inspires uh, <laughs> these kind of antics. It was fabulous enterprising nature from Nige, though. Uh, and Henry, finally, before we get on to the beautiful suburb, the jewel of the north side that is Champside, we have a minor apology. This is... Um, we made some jovial little barbs about Manscaped not responding to us. You might have noticed the Manscaped ad. <laughs> we uh, stopped a fairly serious reading of it at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> we almost, I think you briefly forgot that this is a comedy show and they're a funny brand because that was a deathly serious ad about Manscaped. Joe and I, a couple of episodes ago, made some comments surrounding a the Manscaped email. And an alleged lack of communication. Alleged lack of communication on their part. We may have even worked that into the ads. <laughs> we were taking the piece, would be how many people would say. Now, Joe today jumped into what is a, some would argue, rarely attended inbox <laughs> of unpackingbrisbane at gmail.com and maybe in us going to communicate with Manscaped saying, hey, you know, we'd love to get... No, it was because uh friend of the show, Haim called me twice at work and I was like, oh, dude, what's up? I'm at work. And he was like, me too. I'm like working on a contract for a client who's getting a podcast to sponsor them. Does Manscaped have like a standard issue one they sent you? And I was like, come to think of it, we never got sent a contract. He was like, that's why you weren't paid. Mm. So I went to check. And when I checked these rarely attended emails, Henry, Mm. you know what I found? Yeah. It's not like they left us hanging. It would appear (laughs) that the last email was... The Dominic from Manscaped not only being very clear about the ongoing commitment, he then said, does this all sound good to you guys for us to move forward? That was in... 18th of November. That was in November. And <laughs> we Joe not nor reply. I have replied. <laughs> so it would seem that for all our bravado, hubris has once again struck at our pubes <laughs> that are now, of course, as always, excellently groomed, mm. thanks to Manscaped. So we are formally. If very only the lawnmower 3.0 could respond to an email. Yeah, very so sorry. we apologise to sorry, our Manscaped great friends at Manscaped for, um, for all of the cheek. Uh, we promise the only cheek that you will see now is A freshly shorn one. Yes, that uh, that indeed. So uh, with that, let's uh, talk about Chermside. Wikipedia, where we All right, Chermside, Spermside, Germside. Let's talk about it now, Henry. Mm. Population. Take a guess. 7,500. Nah, not that close. Nope. 9,315. <laughs> Closer than you've been, but I... You, Not wildly wrong. But no, but... Kind of... Pretty big. Manically wrong. As as will go on to be said, it's uh, it's been described as a mini CBD, and I really think it is... What? Also, I swear we've talked about this on the show before, but we've never done Chermsub before. Why, would it, why it's been described as a mini CBD? It's, it's actually... I'll just say this now. At the... It's the third sentence of the Wikipedia page. It says Chermside is known as a mini CBD of Brisbane. Who says no, mini? Who's no, it? it's not. No one has. If also, you're from Chermside, feel free to get in touch with us and be like, yeah, that's literally what my whole family calls it. We never say anything else. It's on postcards. We always get all mixed up because we write mini CBD. If that's the case, then we <laughs> let us know. Let us know. But I don't but think also, it's a true. CBD is a central business district. It's not central. Yeah. Just factually. 
You can be um, like, it's beginning to rival the city, but it's just not a mini CBD. There can only ever be one CBD. And the city isn't just about businesses. Sure, Turnside has a lot of businesses, but it's more so the fact that there are attractions and it's the yeah. middle of town and that's where the and action is. I wouldn't say Actually, to be more specific action. on business as well, it's where like the financial and commercial hub of business is. Mm. Turnside is just basically all retail. Well, Sage did write in, friend of the show, Ken Pakistani. Sajay. Uh, Sajay said that, well, back in year seven, Termside was the place to be. But oh, I couldn't agree more with that. Now it's not. But So I, I guess because I'm not from the side of town, was, did, was Termside a scene rivaling the city socially? Uh, as we'll get on to in uh, contemporary, what I've literally written down in our notes, Henry, is mm. it was the Winter Garden slash the city of, That's I'd say, years sixes to eight. Bizarre to me. Um, because it was, you could go in primary school. Mm. I went, you know, on the weekends in year seven yep. because, you know, it was maybe 10 minutes from Wilston where I was. Y- your mums and dads could either drop you off and come back in a few hours mm. or they could just stay there and do a bunch of shopping while you ran around with your mates. Like That's it was true. pretty safe environment. But we will get to all of that. It, but I just wanted to say from the outset, yeah, mini CBD they reckon. Yeah. Fabulously bold. Uh, now, obviously we're talking about the shopping centre plenty in contemporary, but yeah. from the Wikipedia perspective... Home to Westfield Chermside, the suburb holds the largest Westfield shopping centre in Australia. I didn't know it was the largest in Australia. Mate. That's stunning. Am I making this up? I thought I heard things about Chermside being the largest shopping mall in the Southern Hemisphere. But I feel like they would have mentioned that if it was true. Surely Singapore would have like a two kilometre, like Changi. Yeah, you're right. Like. No, I know. I I agree. I, I... it doesn't sound right, but I've definitely heard it. I don't know. It is maybe it was like the ten years ago. Maybe it was. Yeah, since the redevelopment, it is staggeringly big. Allow us to now do the research that we should oh. probably do before we press record. Now, there's some dispute on Wikipedia here because they cite another Westfield as the second biggest. What? What? Uh, in Victoria. Ah, it's certainly the biggest in Queensland by a mile. That's enough for me. Wait, you know Pacific Fair in Broadbeach on the Goldie is the fifth biggest shopping centre in Australia? It is big. But it's got that... so ugly. I hate it. It's a fucking horrible shopping centre. What's with that? It's got like this faux Disney castle look about it. It reminds me like the Bly Bly Castle. What's with the coasty obsession? Mm. We know there were not castles in the 1500s. Make them like a lighthouse, if anything, so it's got coasty... A lighthouse is cool. Bit around the twist. No. Do a pissing contest. Yeah, the fucking weird pack fair Disney area, the, the mm. crappiest place on earth. But get a load of this, Henry. Yeah. Together with Indrapilly in the west, Carindale in the southeast, and Upper Mount Gravatt on the south side, the suburb has been described as a mini CBD. So I think they're making the claim that there are three other mini CBDs. Oh, okay. So whoever's written this just thinks that shopping centres are mini CBDs. Are just cities. It's incredibly lazy. I mean, it's fine. I mean, at least they've given everyone a bit of a crack here. And I know. Not, it's almost like, yeah, they Upper say that each... a bit bold. Yeah. I guess, what is that where bloody Garden City is? The Garden yeah, City uh, right. Westfield out there. But I mean, this, but I mean, we don't know that bloody Frank Lowy didn't just write this. And he's just trying Who's to get... Who's Frank Lowy? I think he's... Is he Mr. Westfield? I know it's, he... It's not Mr. West... He owns... his last name not be Westfield? Listen, Frank Lowy owns the A-League soccer team, and I'm pretty sure that's why they win like the Westfield Trophy. Frank Lowy is an Australian businessman who is the former long-time chairman of Westfield Corporation. He's just kind of done it here. He is Mr. Westfield. Oh. And he started the the A-League. 
Pretty sure. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think he oh, was like, well, I made heaps of money from shops. I'm going to start soccer in Australia. Because he's of, obviously of Slovakian, Hungarian origin. Mm. And his dream was to bring soccer to this country and make it as popular as it is all around the world. Mm. And as we, of course, know, he failed. He but, failed yeah. so fucking miserably. Was the roar on? Oh, good. I'll get a park in Milton. <laughs> Sick. His dream was to make sure that people who liked soccer weren't marginalised at school for not liking a cooler sport by rugby. <laughs> and he failed he so miserably. Stick to and I was at the forefront of that. I might have been the biggest nerd ever at school, mate, but I never liked soccer. I wore it like a badge oh. of honour. Fuck, how good was that soccer game last night? Yeah, it was awesome. What was the score again? Oh, nil all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. In no fact, one, one of the players, it was so boring, they actually went to minus one at one point to try and incentivise a goal. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they do- play a really. They should change the rules of soccer <laughs> where you get docked a point every fifteen minutes that you don't score. score That'd be yeah. more interesting. I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> Just game. like a team on like fucking negative ten, <laughs> whatever. No, they play a really good defensive game. They managed to close out just on negative six. And, you know, they were defeated negative six to 14. <laughs> Somehow still winners. Like you had to let you get back. If you score a goal and then another goal within five minutes, the second goal is worth double points. That's awesome. Like incentivize a really quick back-to-back score. Oh, dude. Let's, Fuck, let's Frank Lowry. I've watched any of these real changes in the A-League. The, the get to Lowry. The Big Bash can have a boost point and an X factor. Why can't soccer have negative scores? Oh yeah, Big Bash if it's taught us anything is that the rules of uh the rules of sports are written in pencil, not ink. You're like yeah. oh yeah they're they're all Someone came human up with made. Yeah, this yeah. is just a, a game. Rugby was invented because a guy was playing soccer and picked it up. Like <laughs> any he, that's what you know, when I was a kid and you'd be playing handball, you make up a new rule, everyone's like, never heard of that. I'm like, bro, I'm inventing a new sport. Yeah. I'm inventing ever ready. Funnies. <laughs> oh medicine. Oh Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, this serve is a test, but if it makes it play on, but if it doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't make I'm it. I'm just trying then, out something new. Then I, yeah, I'm just trying out something new. Yeah, it is my ball. Yeah. <laughs> I made my mum take no, me to Rebel Sport. I got and, it, uh, yeah, I got it free with my Clark's shoes. <laughs> I got it free with my school shoes. That's a really crazy thing about Clark. It's just giving you balls. School went you want to know how I got these discounts? <laughs> school went back this week. Well done to- Did it? Yeah. Well done to all the young children who listen to us. I don't know. How are our kid numbers? I don't know. We'll Read us this it. thing about the Dawn Theatre in Chernside while I look it up. Naturally. The Dawn Theatre first opened in 1928. The first film that it showed was The Man Who Laughs. Ha, ha, ha. Good movie. The bloke who... A classic movie. And the, its sequel, The Woman Who Laughed. Yeah. I hate it when they just try to like do all-female remakes of classic yeah. movies. You <laughs> like know. The Man Who Laughs. Oh, my uh, favourite movie. Speaking of uh, female remakes, one of the movies that I uh, saw at Chermside was What Women Want. The remake of the Mel yes. Gibson, What Men Want. I saw it because it was the first... We saw it. Well, it was the first Nova's Night at the Movies oh. that I had to organise as events manager there. Very well done. Very fun. Uh, but the Dawn Theatre first opened in 1928, da-da-da, and it closed on the 2nd of August, 2005. Now, the last film that it showed, and it was the last single-screen cinema in Brisbane, so it was not a multiplex, it was a plex, <laughs> and it showed Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the movie oh. that ruined Jennifer Aniston's marriage. There you go, they were spies. Oh. You watch that. If you watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you're like, well, of course he left his wife. It's oh, yeah. dripping with sexual energy. It is the. Can you imagine watching your SO in a movie or a, a performance with as much incredible sexual energy as Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I saw a review this year, mate. I know what's going on. <laughs> I know what's going on between it's you not, two. It's not like watching Where the Millers. You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see why Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston aren't like, you know. Yeah. Fucking science day. Yeah, but fine. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is all about sex appeal. Now, by oh. the way, just 3% of our listeners are under the age of 17. Or there 17. you go. Hello to all of you. But for all 3% of you, 
Welcome back to school. Had it both of you. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good time. Do up your tie. Wear a hat. Uh, but yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the last movie the Dorm Theatre showed, not because they went broke or shut down, just because the uh, operator of the cinema saw Mr. and Mrs. Smith and said, we're not topping that. Nah, best movie let's in the go world. Out. Guys, let's go out on a high. Guys, we did it. And then he hears about a Mr. and Mrs. Smith too, 15 years from now. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding. Imagine if, Miss, if Brad Pitt is like, I mean, they're already divorced, so this doesn't work. But like if he was still with Angelina, he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm doing a Mr. and Mrs. Smith too. It's like, oh, sweet. I'd love to do that. It's like, oh, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm just did it. It's me and um, Sel- me, Selena Gomez. Me and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. I'm not letting you do Angela that movie, Brad. I know exactly what happens on a Mr. and Mrs. Smith set. Don't think you can pull this over <laughs> me, mate. Oh, Chermside has many outdoor recreational facilities, including two large parks. Cool. These are known as 7th Brigade, Seventh Brigade Park oh. and Marchant Park on land donated on the 9th of September 1921 by soft drink manufacturer George Marchant. I looked into George Marchant. Did you know? He made ginger beer in... He's a, he's a Brisbane man. He was, well, he was born in England. And then he came to Brisbane on the Ramsey in 1874. Yeah. On the Ramsey Street. And as Scott Morrison would tell us, I don't think he had a nice <laughs> time either. On the Not Ramsey. particularly flash time on the Ramsey? No, it wasn't a particularly flash time on the Ramsey, I don't imagine. No. Um, but no, he, I mean, you don't go on boats to have a flash time. No. Good God. Just a, just a racist one. But at, um, at age 16, he came with only a few shillings in his pocket. Age 16. He immediately realised, oh no, I'm in a country of dollars and cents. Oh no, I'm part of the oh 3% no. p- people I who can't listen to Unpacking my, Brisbane. I can't believe my penny farthing is worthless in the Van Diemen's land. Oh, well I better make ginger beer, which is what he did. <laughs> um, and he also made a, he invented a bottling machine that came to be used worldwide. That's as much of a fuck as I give about him. As in, I thought just, he would be more interesting. As in it just bottles people's in puds? Yeah. <laughs> He's in Queensland for two days. He goes, right, oh, you fucking bastards. We need a bottling machine. <laughs> My arm's getting tired glassing all this. It's a robot. It's like, I will glass you, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take this outside, cunt? <laughs> <laughs> Before um, and during World War One, this land yes. had been variously the home of artillery and light horse units. During World War Two, a diverse range of soldiers, I'm sure they don't mean actually diverse how we now see it, um, Soldiers and camp volunteers of queer and camps. black soldiers. Hell yeah. Finally. Um, they were at Chermside. Oh. There was army units. Oh, actually, to be honest, I take it back. They were oh. including a number of African-American soldiers. They did so mean diverse. They did mean diverse. Truly. And then a Kitty Hawk airplane on a training flight crashed there in 1943, killing the pilot and the instructor. Kitty Hawk very like very feminine like well not even feminine it's just that it's a bit like sexy it's like yeah. I wouldn't be intimidated if it's like oh no the kitty hawk's coming yeah so, so true rawr. as opposed to uh, the German planes weren't they Spitfires oh, or was yeah. that the British ones one of them but that's sick Spitfire is perfect and so is fucking F-111 yeah it's cool fuck 111 I thought you were going to say that you know this obviously this tragic story about the pilot um, oh that is sad sorry to hear. crashing and killing the instructor yeah. what's more diverse though you know we got white black alive dead I know every, got a truly every base covered got that kitty hawk I'm sure there's the doggy eagle somewhere around as <laughs> well all the planes it's doggy quite, eagle I think like, I did that last time oh, there you <laughs> come on oh, Aussie, come with kitty on. hawk didn't you see her up the road at honey yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut right, up next, bro alright next up get your drinks uh, next to the stage please welcome kitty hawk She'll be dancing to WAP. 
She's doing the Wednesday 11am to 1pm shift, a shift that I can't believe exists at Honeybees. Oh, it's Gordon Tallis. Yeah. <laughs> On the 22nd of June 2017, the final stage of the redevelopment was finally opened officially. Uh, this included a dining precinct with more than 20 cafes and restaurants, an incubator store alley, and a lifestyle precinct with new bowling alleys, laser tag, new gymnasium, and a child-minding centre. What's an incubator store alley? Who's running out of oh, incubators? Yeah. An incubator store. What's the incubator and again? That's a that's a little thing like a, that keeps babies warm. Yeah. To mimic a womb. And they've put it in there with like restaurants, cafes, bowling, <laughs> laser tag, incubator store. Well, they alley. did put it in with child mining center. So it is a really very oh, young, you know, for premature children, an incubator really is. Where are we, Hagrid? Ari, this <laughs> is incubator <laughs> store alley. <laughs> then one time he's like, in Carpenter Storley. <laughs> what did he say? Somehow dude? ends up at the new gymnasium. <laughs> oh no, I'm in the bowling lane because I said in Carpenter Store. Do you think they're like trying to incubate new business ideas? Oh, probably. Like some deranged startup thing? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Not very chance side to me. But no. that concludes a very sparse Wikipedia page. And now to get on to where your appetite really was at. But first, a message from the sponsor we forgot about. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Henry Bretts, when, oh when, are you going to get that quarantine bush in your pants looked at? You know, by a professional. I made a pledge, and I said until I, until I get e- certain emails back, <laughs> I ain't shaving this little thing. And then, because I'm a big fucking idiot, I said, oh, hang on a minute, Manscaped, they're not only on your balls, they're on the ball. Yeah, because they're so good at emails, great at replying to them, great at business. And reply amateur, to them amateur for- podcasters, less so it turns yeah. out. But now I can't wait to get that lawnmower 3.0, oh. get in the shower with it for 90 minutes and just waste shitloads of water in this <laughs> fucking drought. <laughs> I'm gonna Are we do- in a drought? Oh, it feels like we're always in a drought. Oh, in Queensland. I don't think we're ever not in a drought. But it's a, it's a La Nina. <laughs> it's a La Nina. It's a La Nina, yeah. La Nina, La Nina. I'm going to celebrate you know, the release of our new album. I'm going to get in there for. 88 minutes yeah, with the lawnmower 3.0. And you'll still have battery because that's what they do. Oh, and I'll have two minutes for a quick trim before, you know, mm. a date night where you want to spruce up. Yeah. Or, you know. Oh, I reckon... The ball deodorant's what you need with that. Oh, the ball deodorant, the, man, yeah. the Manscaped ball deodorant, folks, is exactly where you... Even if you don't have balls, just put say, it where they'd be. Manscaped. Action man. It's really a Manscaped crotch deodorant for me. When I get my action man... you can man, use it on your dick as well. It's not just for balls. When I get my action man figurine, I put a little smidgen on... And he doesn't have balls because he's an action man. He's smooth. He was castrated at birth, like all action men, so they can focus mm. on action and not sexual delights. Exactly. But like uh, how Ken was castrated at his birth to torture him when he looks at Barbie. Yeah. Poor he, bastard. He was, Ken actually just took Ken the lawnmower 3.0 a bit far. And, uh, and it is that powerful. You won't could, happen to you. Ken is no, a doll. No, no, no. Um, they, they, well, that was the lawnmower 1.0 where yeah. it shaved Ken's balls and dick off. But the 3.0... Barbie's ultra safe, ultra safe, hyper developed technology, and better than just that, you can get it for twenty percent off and free shipping with the discount code Brisbane. Mm. That's right, the discount code, the beautiful name of our beautiful city, Brisbane, gets you twenty percent off and free shipping. Yeah, you got to do this, guys. It's um, it's worth doing. As, do as, as we've said, we were very generously sent a bunch of the Manscaped products a while ago, and. Uh, I, I've still got them in my room. Yeah, there's the ball deodorant. There's the clippers themselves. Crop the duster. Shirt, the crop duster. The shirt they gave us, which is very nice. I think... Really I comfy pair of undies. 
can't, can't be around. I get those. Mine are. No, mine, mine are in the wash. Fabulous. They're great. So, uh, unpacking Brisbane's discount code is Brisbane at mm. manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping. Get onto that as soon as you can. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Henry, it's contemporary Chermside and we're going to start with the big hit of the big slugger, the name you will remember because we were just talking about it. Westfield Chermside. Yeah. Contemporary. It really was the Winter Garden slash the city of both the north side mm. and both the younger age bracket. And as you've written here, Nudgy. Yeah, very big for Nudgy. That's fair. I mean, uh, housemate Jack, the mm. polar bears, mate, they must drop the temperature in Chermside <laughs> down to like negative 10 degrees because it's fucking overrun with polar bears. Famously, Chermside have a deal with St. Joseph's College Nudgy where they say, we'll keep it low and it'll be a breeding ground forever. And then they all come in after, so we are the polar bears. <laughs> and we are so cold, we are the polar bears. <laughs> oh, Dago, good to see you. <laughs> we are the polar bears. Yeah, just a bunch of fucking... No- it's actually still fucked that as a couple of terrorist guys, oh, no. Joe and I have to live with a fucking polar bear. A couple bear. of gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple oh, no, of gorillas. A couple of gorillas here where we were just trying to smash some GT <laughs> beers and we lived with a nudgy guy. I can't believe we live with a nudgy boy. There are houses houses out there that actually have those conversations. Oh, yeah. But they also this probably one. voted for Spacey Jane. So true. Boys, Spacey got no. in at number two. Bro, I said if they were got in at number one, I would have taken the week off work. But number two, I'm not going in on Monday. Better hope I can retract my annual leave. This is pretty annoying because <laughs> I really thought Spacey would get the gong. Do love a bit of glassy animals, though. But I just think Spacey's got that. Spacey had it. They had that magic guitars and melody. I drive, I can't reach my clutch in my car because I've got an actual booster seat in my car now. Oh. Out of sport for the Oh, man, he had a bit of respect for a breakup they wrote it about, bro. Oh. Booster seat's not something you'd be laughed at. Also, I've been told that because I was openly criticising Spacey Jane, who are a shit, boring, unoriginal band. I hate them so much. And uh, If they, you like them, yeah, don't. Listen to a more interesting band. Yeah. Or podcast. Um, but At least Ocean Alley sound like something. I said that last night to Every- Georgia. I was like... For all the knocks on Ocean Alley of all their songs sounds the same, which they do, yeah. but it's at least a distinct sound. Yeah. Booster, like say, what all, are they, fucking Spacey Jane, you can't separate yeah, Like every anyone. Green Day song sounds the same, but it's a very good sound. But a lot of people keep coming back and saying, oh, but Booster Seat, the song, it's about a breakup. I'm like, who do you break up with, a baby? What's this, <laughs> what, fucking Booster Seat's for? He, bro- he broke up with good lyrics and good melodies. Oh. It was, it was their breakup with songwriting talent. That yeah. Also, yeah, a lot of people, after Henry posted some very critical stories about Booster Seat, Oh, yeah. And a lot of people are like, but it's about a breakup. And I'm like, yeah, so is every fucking song Most ever. songs, dude. Most songs are about a girl. I'm done with Spacey Jane and I'm all for Spacey Jam. You know, I'd rather watch Looney Tunes. Yeah, too oh, right. Because the real Looney Tunes, they're songwriting skills, you know. <laughs> the bass is just sick, though. Bass is sick. Um, but yes, Chermside, Henry, Westfield Chermside. I, I used to probably spend every single weekend from I'm going to say year seven to year eight at the JB Hi-Fi there or going to the cinemas there. Cool. It was such a haunt because it had, it was massive Mm. and one entire pocket you could get away with spending a day at the food court. You know, it was a bit of a golden era for the loose change menu as well. Yeah. Loose change menu hasn't been the same since like 2010 to 12. Hasn't been as loose. You know, and you could get to, I, I, I used to go there with max $20. A $20 note felt like how $100 would feel for me now. Mm. If not, way more actually. And I would get 
say, four or five dollars worth of Maccas, like Red Rooster, some yuck fast food. Yeah. It'd feed me for the day. Go JB Hi-Fi, $9.98 movie, perfect, I'll get that. I've got, what, $6 left. I can either go to the insane bargain bin or, you know, just keep it on hand, maybe a snack later, maybe a CD. It just felt, like, unhinged. I used to buy clothes there. Yeah. I'd, like, go to the big W and be like, I'm clothes shopping for the first time in my life. So young to be doing that. Yeah, I was a bit weird, though. Yeah. yeah. I, like, wore a, like, fedora and, like, a three-quarter length baseball shirt. I think I've seen a photo of you. There's an exact photo I'm thinking of. With Xavier? No, no, with Chris Alford. Uh, This was probably still primary school. Yeah, like late, late primary school, uh, pre-terrace. Uh, there's a photo of me <laughs> standing in front of the Django Unchained poster with a very serious-looking <laughs> Jamie Foxx. We'll put it up on our Insta, where I'm um, tastefully cradling his balls oh, yeah. on the poster. So you're in the fedora in that. I'm in the fedora. So you've had the fedora. You've got sticky red rooster fingers. Yeah, and you're tastefully cradling, cradling the, the balls manscaped of balls of one of our great actors. Yeah, and I'm also wearing He'd love those to be- like. Django ungroped, mate. Yeah, mate. You'd love to be a Django. The boys at Terrace when they saw that photo, mate. Watch out. Mate, it takes two to Django. <laughs> Can I say something? Please. And I know this might get uh, get some clap back in the same way that my Spacey Jane's comments did. And, and people who follow us on Twitter at Unpacking Brisbane would, uh, w- would know this because there is a tweet that has been put out there in the past. Chermside is hell. I think Chermside is the worst place on earth. And I know people from the other side are going to agree with me. And I haven't come out this hard against a suburb in an episode maybe that we've ever done. But a lot of people wrote in, bloke named Ben, who said it's just a gateway to better places, such as the coast. Ben Kefford. Mate, I... How could he? I think it's not just the size of Chermside. It's the layout. I think it's a labyrinth. Can't find my way around. I went Christmas shopping there with Jack recently. Joe is now just showing me the photo. It's way worse than you think the, it's going to be. The Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. I can't wait to get this on the Instagram when I'm we pretty drop sure this Pretty sure it's my profile picture. Show me, can I see you a bit? You, yeah. Why do you look ill? Oh, dude. It's horrible. He's just... Yeah, it's the kind of thing you would think is very funny in the day. It, it would have been... Extremely funny gear. Big 17 likes on the bad boy as well. <laughs> 22 comments as well. <laughs> Horrible ratio. That is the way. <laughs> Just coldly ratio. I mean, Django looks great. And that's Leo's great, there too. Well, fuck, that is a... Um, yeah, that's a great photo. But as I was saying, I mean, that's that's improved my estimations of the place. But fuck me, man. I'm, I think it's so difficult to find your way around there. It's sprawling in the worst kind of way. There's a tired energy around parts of it. I think car parking is atrocious. There's like five different ways. Hard to get in. You got to go like you got to go down that separate side street. Is it Hamilton? And then you zip your way onto the into the supermarket. I I don't know. I I don't this know. This is what the, as what the, critical as I've ever heard to be. Well, of I just don't know what the other mate. people are going to come out and say. But I, I do think oh, I defend it. I like a lot of the. Right I like it. I think you know what's it, co- it does have a fucking. Indoor skydiving yeah. centre now. So we're not talking about this today. It's called I Fly. fly. <laughs> it's called I Fly. Which is kind of the opposite to the premise of skydiving. <laughs> in the, you're not but, flying, you're diving. Yeah, with style. It is admittedly. Uh, I, I heard that uh, friend of Sylvia's, her 92-year-old grandfather 
was like a desperate to go sky like this indoor skydiving. I get the vibe. But then as if it was COVID. like one of the last things he wanted to do. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, listen, if um, skydiving was on your bucket list, you've left that too late. But you're 92. We're, we not, gonna, we're not going to throw you out of a plane. The but sheer force of the fall through yeah. the air will kill you. Now, Chermside has a suggestion. Uh, have you heard of iFly? It's basically a very elaborate fan mm. that they place at the bottom of a tunnel. When I was massaging, ma- when I was managing, <laughs> not massaging at all, thank you very much, when I was managing the Casanovas. Oh, that, that's a slip. <laughs> when I was massaging some of those brilliant Casanovas like Joe Klosek. And, uh, <laughs> Star of the Dry and Boys Fallers <laughs> Universe, thank you very much. Uh, but... We were, when I was not massaging, but they were, a few of them were out at iFly when it first opened. They did a promo with Nova and it was kind of come down here and check it out. And apparently the people who owned and operated the iFly center were like really pushy to try and get the Casanovas to do the skydiving. And they were both kind of like, oh, we'd love to, but health and safety, you know, we're at work and stuff. And we're only meant to be here for 40 minutes for this promotion to get people, you know, we go on the radio and promote it a little bit and stuff. And then they were just like, what do you... (laughs) Joe's just... Joe's given me the sturdest of look, I think, because I had it. I think I had my feet on his trying to foot fuck my mattress. And I can hear the slats creaking. Oh, no, he's trying to tell this story oh, as he just buries like half his body underneath my mattress. I'm not. I'm so confused. For the listeners, I'm sitting on my chair leaning. I had my feet up on his bed a bit just ah. to be relaxed and I slipped. And then I kind of was just like wedge it because my feet kept ah. coming off the loose mattress. I thought you were really I'm trying wet. to get under there. I'm not there. foot fucking your mattress. <laughs> But so the Casanovas, they, they were oh, really... I don't know, they were there at iFly and then the people <laughs> were trying to push them. I don't care anymore. I've, I've just foot-finished you mattress. <laughs> just, uh, after I'm, I'm, I massaged the Casanovas. I've got full Tarantino I'm sorry, with your I was bed. the manager. <laughs> uh, it's, well, listen, it's, um, it's, it's I, fine. I it was good. Chermson- I've never done it and I want to do it. It looks cool. Is it expensive? I imagine it is. I was looking it up today. I stupidly didn't look at the price. I'll have a look. Hang on. Look you, at it very you, quickly. You talk about what you um, want to talk about. I loved, they were like, the session, I think you're there for like an hour and 45 minutes. Like, it's pretty good value. Okay. They were like, every participant gets two flies. If you want another fly, you'll have to pay some more. They very specifically use the terminology of fly. It's not like a session. It's you get a fly. It's not. How much that, is it? It's not that bad. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a few different packages. Let me give you their, like, m- the most popular option, which is the airborne. So you get double the flying. You really develop your flying skills. <laughs> um, all right, Icarus. We're, um, this is the one they recommend. You get four flights, which is equivalent to six tandem skydiving freefalls from 12,000 feet. Okay. It's I don't just like not equivalent. It's to, just they're not. like, oh, this is the same as falling from a plane. I, I just I reckon Is their argument sheer time? They're like the time it would take you in the air of... Yeah. Um, and now you have to figure out your terminal velocity before they get in. They're like, oh, cheers, you've been piling the kilos on over Christmas. <laughs> You'll fall a bit quicker. Um, so what do you reckon that is? Four flights, the equivalent of four. $110. It's 119 So, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty great from you. My dad, who's an avid skydiver, um, what used to he? be. Mate, my dad has done 219 jumps. True. Some of them at night. He did, mate. Wait, you're kidding. He was like, why oh, yeah. have I never heard about this? Well, it was really cheap. And he was like, me and my mates just, you know, most weekends on a Saturday, you just drive out to kind of Bow Desert or wherever and have a few jumps. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I drink at the same pub with the same three people every week. Are you serious? I'm 100%. Yeah. 
Mate, dad was nuts for it. Why does he never talk about it? I, well, I don't know. How much do you talk to my dad? Like enough. For him to be like, I've by heard, the way, I've scored. I've heard of enough other details of your dad's life. He was, I'm always like, how's work? Why aren't I saying how's skydiving? Yeah, you don't often have it. Oh, hey, Paul, good to see you. Jumped out of a plane. <laughs> how, how are the dogs? How many times? Now I'm worried. Now whenever I see a family member of you, mm. I'm sure you've just never told me about this skydiving background. So, oh, Emily, well, how I've are you? I've never done it. I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to, A, actual skydive. But B, I would- I'd like to get some air. But you're scared of heights. Or do you reckon this would be so high that it stops feeling like a height? Skydiving? Yeah. I think I'd be like catatonic and need to be pushed out of the plane, but I would like to do it at some point. Dad did tell me a story. It's not a real... I'm scared. The most scared I was when we were loading into Black Bear and it was like three stories up on a rickety metal staircase. I was carrying a heavy guitar amp because I can see so clearly mm. how I just fall and break my neck. At that level, it's like I can put my faith in like God and leap out of a plane. Yeah, exactly. It's a different beast. I um, Dad said when he did skydiving, I think there was someone who was doing their 500th jump and as a bit of a prank, they he was getting ready and they like made sure, according to Dad, that he was like fully ready to go. And then just moments before he's about to jump out of the plane, he's like preparing himself. They just like push him out. This guy's falling. And they were like, they spoke to him afterwards and he was like, oh yeah, I mean, obviously after a few seconds, I'm like, oh, I'm all good. I've done this 500 times. I know how to pull my scotch. Yeah. But he was like, there is for a few seconds there a moment where you're like, oh, I just got pushed out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, mate, you fucking did. Holy shit, that's insane. They're just counting on the fact his experience will kick in. Like, what if they just got him in the wrong headspace? They push him off. He reacts a few seconds too late and yeah, dies. I don't know. Oh, mate. Because uh, that is just wrong. straight up murder. If anything went wrong. Well, it's manslaughter. I don't think you'd establish No, it's not. Ten. You pushed him out of a plane and he hit the earth. Yeah, but not with the intent to kill him. I think you'd get manslaughter, mate. Would you? I think you'd get manslaughter for pushing him so, out of a plane. But it's so obviously dangerous. Well, if you went to iFly, you wouldn't have this problem. No, like, because oh, I fell, have, I'm on the ground at <laughs> Um, iFly scares me a bit because looking at a photo on their website, I think you get like three feet of air. Oh, yeah. Like you're barely up at like a shoulder height. But it's still enough that if they turned it off and you fell, you'd break your nose. It looks very <laughs> silly. Yeah. It looks like in, it, um, it, in Harry Potter where they fall. Is it at Gringotts? Uh Department of Mysteries. Department of Mysteries. Order Fence, yeah, where they fall and they hold their fall. So true. So I fly. We'll do an unpacking Brisbane special where ten and unpackers Danis can pay <laughs> to come with us. If you've got we'll a hundred dollars, we'll you do a, could win. The we'll other. do a fifteen minute episode while we are in the air. <laughs> Surely we can talk to iFly about that. Yeah. Ugh, Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. Henry and I just got some air. I would love to go to iFly like in a few weekends. I'd do that. I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'll do it. It looks so funny. <laughs> okay, all right. Hold um, us to it. We'll do that. Um, anything else to say? I mean, I've been very harsh on the place, but yeah, I went shopping there with Jack and not like, this is a week or so before Christmas. We had like no um, presents sorted. We were so back yeah. against the wall and we left after an hour with no presents because we were overwhelmed. Um, it's greatest strength is its greatest weakness where it is, there's so much there. There's so much happening. I do think it's overwhelming. Yeah. I'll come into bat for old Chermside before the redevelopment because okay. it was a bit dingy, bit run down, but it was manageable. Like I could navigate it in so my big. head pretty comfortably because there wasn't really a top level. It was mm. just the ground floor and some cinemas and a bowling alley. It's now fucked. 
Like it's it's a monolith. You have to know the map for two levels of a sprawling obnoxious monolith. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. Now, what isn't a sprawling to its fault was the Chermside Water Park that I don't know if it's still there. Henry, did you ever go to Splash? Yeah, I think I did. It was like a yeah. shitty indoors wet and wild. Go-to birthday party. Yep, that yeah. I think last checked a security code in like the 80s. Because <laughs> I've never seen a place with more kids just like holding knees, holding bruises, crying, going to their mums, <laughs> like four 13-year-old security guards in there. The only reason there weren't more deaths is the slides weren't cool enough. Yeah. <laughs> you like didn't get enough speed or air. To be at serious risk. <laughs> yeah, I remember. It's, yeah, I don't remember it that well, but it, it sounds like I, in the guise of like old school Chandler where yeah. it's just like. Yeah, it was very much that vibe. I, I had friends who lived in Bald Hills mm. and they they were English and they'd moved to uh, like Australia and maybe like when the son who I was friends with was in year four. Oh, you're really? So they're like, no, literally they were like, you're all right, mate. Fish fingers for tea. <laughs> and I was giggling to myself the whole time. They are very nice to have me into their home for a sleepover, but they were, right, Joe, bangers do ya? I was like, what oh, do yeah. they fucking do, mate? <laughs> fucking nice, man. Keen fans of the show also know this is the family where I broke my arm and they wouldn't let me, like, go to hospital. Oh, yeah. Because they were close. too scared it was broken. So did they go to Splash? I loved Splash. Yeah, I, I don't think they'd, like, left Brisbane. They're like, oh, water that isn't raining London. Yeah, literally, they're like, oh, my God. Oh, this is fucked. This is just like Blackpool. Someone tell Maggie. <laughs> um, I reckon their mind would have been blown the day they went to Wet n Wild and saw an actual water park. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have a soft spot for Splash. I'd do iFly Splash in a day. Yeah. I'd put a day together. I'd love to go. It, it does sound like you can go out there and if you can't be fucked driving 45 minutes, just go there and get like a semi-similar experience to going to Wet n Wild, Dream World and stuff. Be like, yeah. Dream World, oh yeah, I fly. It's like falling, giant drop. Yeah. Uh, splash, I guess. <laughs> uh, you've done kind of Wet n Wild. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Go to the car park at Chermside and you've had parking at yeah, the know, theme parks. Go to the car park, see if your car flips over and you get stuck under something and that'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you've had Dream World, mate. Dream World, mate. Um, yeah. yeah. Get, uh, in, get in a vicious I do think car that gets, accident. I do think that gets to the vibe of Chermside though, like, I don't think it's bad. I'll defend it. But everything it does, somewhere else does a bit better. Can you? There's just more of it at Chermside. Can you, Joe, concede that it is an ugly suburb? It's it's fugly. Oh, yeah. Driving around, it's just like driving down. But Carondale's it, an ugly suburb. Yeah, I'd agree. Is it, it's, oh, I think Chermside's uglier. It's oh, just I think Carondale's one long worse. fucking road. No, there's still some post Waterraker Queensland is in like the back streets. Where? The back streets. Yeah. Because I had to park like a pretty long time away once. It's like, um, just drive. Gimpy Road's the shittest road in Brisbane, unequivocally. I did have this down. Let's talk oh, Gimpy okay. Road. Let's talk Gimpy Road. Gimpy Road, mate. And you've also written down gel blaster outlet on Gimpy Road. Mm. And that strikes to my point. None of the stores are anything that you'd recognise or classy enough to get like a name for themselves. It's always just like white paint yeah. and in like red white writing being like, <laughs> like washing machine. <laughs> or like when we saw admittedly on the way to chance, like go through Stafford, but it's shops like knives sharpened, <laughs> sharpened in at least three days. And I was like, yeah, fucking hope so. Fucking hope so. Do it in two minutes. Yeah, we will How sharpen How long does it take knife? to sharpen a knife? All of the stores are like that. They're strip malls. Yeah. They're just like, 
I mean, I, just, I say this because I know last time we were driving back for the coast, driving through trips, I was just, and I said out loud, I said, this is fucking hell. Yeah. Just especially on like a Sunday in the middle of the day, um, it's hot, there's bitumen, so it's all bouncing around. I was reading I was reading road. about like heat sinks today, or like the urban heat trap or something, and they would have it worse than anything because on Gympie Road, there is not a tree in sight. Oh, man. Like just walking around there. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's dystopian level bad on Gympie Road. Yeah. Either side, like, I don't even know if there really are back streets to Chermside. No, it's just all Gimpy Road. I think someone yeah. wrote in and said it's just Gimpy and Hamilton Road and then... Yeah, legit. Huh? Someone else wrote I should, I should credit whoever is writing. I'm trying to get up, but someone did mention the RSL. Yeah. Oh, the, the Kedron Wavel RSL. The Kedron Wavel RSL. Now, yeah, it's technically in Chermside, but I chalk it up to like Kedron or Wavel. Regardless, Lockie Locky wrote in and said that it's open until 3am every day kidding. of the week. Oh, Which is awesome. insane for an RSL. Pretty awesome. I guess war goes late, yeah. so they're used to it. What, I guess Wavell, of that area, Wavell Heights and Kedron have all the nice-ish Queenslander blocks and Chermside is where they just dumped every fucking shop imaginable. Yeah. Isn't the Edinburgh dump. Arms or Edinburgh Castle Hotel... That's on yeah, the Edinburgh and Chermside. Yeah, the Edinburgh it? Castle. Jeez. Which just looks like, an, looks like quite a scene. Yeah. I'd love to go once. I love Edinburgh. We do and a I love the, I've can been we to the Edinburgh a, Castle. Can we do a shit pub crawl of Brisbane? Go to <laughs> Edinburgh Castle. Go to the Crown at Lutwich near the Good Guys. Because oh, yeah. that looks like the worst pub in Brisbane. Good Guys. Edinburgh Castle just looks rough. I mean, I haven't been in it, but just from the outside. Maybe mm. it's great. Maybe it's like it's charming on the inside, but Jesus. Um, yeah. Rough and tumble. Gimpy. Last thing I've got to say is um, there was a trade secret there. Now TK Maxx, and it's where I got every single one of my clothes until I was 12. Mm. Mum would just take us to Trade Secret. Do you know what Trade Secret was? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Shh. Shh. What was the secret? Uh, slave labour to make the clothes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Poor, so, poorly paid kids in Burma. Secrets out. It's secret of most, Burma. most places. No. But yeah, Go that's a bit of contemporary charm side for you. good in that fedora though, Matt. I looked fantastic in that fedora. Mm. It's just that no one at the TD thought so. No. Does Chermside fuck? Henry, I can guess your opinion on this. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say it obviously doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. No, not at all. Almost clear as I can remember a suburb we've done recently. I No, it does not. It never has, it never will. It's too stressful at times. It's stressful. I'm either tired and aggravated because I'm trying to get mm. around that shopping center, or I'm driving along a big ugly no, I'd road. Say, I'd say not a not a terrible fault, but I'd say often you get you can get a bit angry if like the layout isn't logical and as in know, me specifically. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, like I think Chermside is almost. I don't like Chermside or its layout, but I think it's like a maze designed to irk you specifically. Maybe it is. Maybe that's exactly what happened when they built this. You should have a that. more main character view of the world and be like, this was for me. This was <laughs> to piss me off. Maybe I'm in Inception and they're not trying to steal or plant anything in my mind. They're like, let's, let's just create. Get under his skin. <laughs> we create the world of the Chermside. And I'm just in We fill like, it oh. with enough crazy shit that it'll realise it's a dream. Like, I fly. 
He He'll know afraid. his dream. He must be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. It jumps into. <laughs> I suggest we go skydiving. You must be afraid to dream way smaller, darling. You must be afraid to really strip back your dreams. Really, not even dreams at this point. Mild ambitions at best. Still expensive enough. <laughs> not so like dirt cheap. Only a bargain of a weekend by any stretch. It's not $119. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think it fucks. I, I actually really think Ben's comment of. Um, it's the gateway to better stuff resonates with me. Because mm. I do, I have quite positive memories of Termside because I'm usually driving to like, you know, an, an outer leafier suburb on the north side or like up the coast or I'm coming back from the coast. Yeah. But it's just that that 2K stretch of Gympie Road no, is just a nightmare. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm saying. Doesn't fuck. Based on, based on even less so the shopping centre. But Gimpy Road. I'm actually Road. coming around to Gimpy Road is the hellhole. The shopping centre is maybe it's. I, I still think the shopping centre has fun parts and a quiet dignity, but that Gimpy Road is just. Ugh. Yeah, I think I think your road's just absolutely blowing it for the entire. Summer. Even Logan Road is a little more spread out. Yeah, like it's got a bit of. There's here's one for you. There are trees along Logan Road. Yeah, there is not one to be seen on Gimpy. I reckon the other thing as well is I haven't used this adjective for a suburb. Chermside is lethargic. Yeah. I think it's a lethargic place. I think it's the heat. Yeah. I think it's the bitumen and the heat. It's that urban bubble. It just gets people, mate. Well, germside, apologies, but you are not spermside at all. You're germside, you dirty bastard. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for you on this fabulous little unpack of germside. Now, Henry... Because we're actually quite prepared this week, should we announce what episode it's going to be next week and get people to start sending in some bloody opinions, sending in some stories? Go for God, mate. You lead the way. We are going to be doing Kelvin Grove. Boom, KG baby. It's it's an it's another West End for me for a popular suburb that I don't like at all. I know you really don't like it. I so really maybe you'll get like to Kelvin Grove. you'll get to it's take a, fake a little suburb. bit of a, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not. <laughs> Come on, man. We only have so many takes. They came up with it last week. <laughs> Come on, man. You realise I'm like a QAnon truther about Kelvin Grove. It's like, oh, I just thought you didn't like the, big the shops. <laughs> and that you've just started this podcast to get to this QAnon yeah, truth. Yeah, to get like, 52 episodes I'll, in. I'll definitely do enough to throw them off the scent. I'll do 52 other <laughs> do episodes. And then I'll do it for a little while. I'll fake my friendship with Henry. I better move in with him. Um, That's important. To make it, to make it, make it harder for him to get away. Mm. We'll re-sign the lease, get an extension. Now, Jackson an actor. <laughs> Jackson actor who I haven't been paying as much lately, which is why his commitment's been dropping a bit. His salary's decreased. That's why when he was meant to be working, he was sleeping naked at 3pm on a Tuesday. <laughs> but yes, uh, Kelvin Grove, write in, tell us what you think, gives you stories, your anecdotes. You know, Henry and I do ultimately live pretty close to it, so I might do a little tour of duty. Yeah. Might suss it out. On the way to iFly. Uh, Manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping with the code word Brisbane. Make sure you do that, please. Mm -hmm. They're great. And we will be back next time with uh, Kelvin Grove. Send them in. And uh, apologies for all the negative stuff, but Chermside, be better. Yeah. And if you're a city council worker listening to this, you know (laughs) that road could really do with a bit of assistance. And always look on the Cherm side of life. Or don't. It sucks.